You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. This is episode number 132 of Leading and Learning. So happy you're with me today. Today we're talking about, we're going to ask the question, what about the Shroud of Turin? And the reason we're talking about the Shroud of Turin is I just finished up a class uh, in our school of ministry at church on the life of Jesus. And in our last class when we talked about the resurrection, this was something that really created a lot of discussion, a lot of buzz, and there were a lot of questions about it. Because really, when if you Google Shroud of Turin, you'll see, um, you know, a real, a real wide range of opinions, and you've got some people who who absolutely see that it's a fake, and you've got other people who uh, who, who see it as the other way. They see it as the actual burial cloth of Jesus, and I want to just take you through a little bit of the evidence that does exist that this might be the actual burial shroud of Jesus. Look, I'm not going to change anybody's mind, and I'm not going to um, you know, solve this mystery or this question, but at least um, I want to give you a little bit more information so you'll be better informed. Now, one of the things about the shroud is, in all four Gospels, it refers to a long linen sheet of cloth that Jesus was buried in. Uh, In Matthew, for example, Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a long sheet of linen cloth, and then he placed his body in the tomb. Uh, In Mark, Joseph uh, Joseph bought a long sheet of linen cloth. He took Jesus' body down from the cross and wrapped it in the cloth and laid it in the tomb. Uh, Luke, then he took the body down from the cross and wrapped it in a long sheet of linen cloth. Uh, John, following Jesus' Jewish burial custom... They wrapped Jesus' body with the spices in long sheets of linen cloth. So all four Gospels do discuss a long linen cloth. Now, the Shroud of Turin is about 14 feet long. It's a long linen cloth. And the, the image that's on there is of a man crucified. Now, what's interesting is that for years, um, and I'll talk about the history of it in just a second, but for years... The, the shroud was a, was a relic in the Catholic Church. But even in the mid, Middle Ages, uh, many people believed that it was a forgery. They believed that uh, a, middle, uh, a medieval artist had painted this figure on there. And so that was, that was what was believed. Now, the chain of evidence for the cloth goes back to um, the 1300s. That's as far back as we can trace it. Uh, but... We have some legends and we have some rumors that the the shroud was carried from Judea to Turkey. Uh, and this is this is one of them. It says that according to legend, the shroud was secretly carried from Judea in AD 30 or 33 and was housed in Edessa, Turkey. 
and Constantinople, the name for Istanbul before the Ottomans took over for centuries. After crusaders sacked Constantinople in AD 1204, the cloth was smuggled to safety in Athens, Greece, where it stayed in AD stayed until AD 1225. And then it was transported to France. Now, so that's that's the the bit of history we have on it. Now, what what about this thing? I mean, you know, is it possible that somebody painted this figure that we see on the cloth uh, of a man who's who's obviously been crucified? All the wounds are consistent with what we know of first century crucif- crucifixion: the scourging beforehand, the uh, nail wounds to the hands, the nail wounds to the feet. Uh, also, in Jesus's case, it appears that uh, he's got wounds to the head that are consistent with the crown of thorns, and then also there's a wound to his side that's consistent with where John's gospel says that Jesus was stabbed in the side. Well, again, for years this was seen as a a, a relic. It was the Catholics um, honored this as a relic of Jesus and. Um, you know, so it was it was put up, it was viewed periodically, it would be taken out from time to time and let the public look at it, but there was no way to really test it until 1898. 1898, the real mystery of the Shroud of Turin emerged. In 1898, the the Shroud was photographed for the first time. People had seen it, people had been around it, but now uh, a photographer was given access to it, and the shroud was photographed. Now, the pho- photographs themselves weren't that big of a deal, but the negatives, the negatives of those photographs, and you may have seen these, and if you go online, they're very easy to find, the negatives showed very clearly the image of a bearded man who had all the wounds consistent with being flogged, beaten, crucified, and stabbed in the side. And these negatives revealed for the first time that, that the image of the man wasn't on the surface of the cloth, something that had been painted onto the linen. It's actually in the cloth. It's in the linen. And that's what makes it so amazing. There, there, of course, there was no technology in the Middle Ages to do that. What's, what's, what's fascinating is scientists today don't have that technology. Um, so, so yeah, it's still, still a mystery. Now, in 1978, the Shroud of Turin project uh, was composed of 33 international experts from different fields, and they were given unprecedented access to the cloth. Basically, for three weeks or for 120 hours, they were given access to the cloth, and they were trying to figure out what caused the image on it. And they studied it. They 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 performed the you know as many tests as they could on it, and and finally, um, after three years, the results of their tests were released in 1981. And here's their findings. And these are not these are not all religious people. These are scientists. These are uh, well well known scientists, but but not necessarily religious people or Christians. But here's what they said. This was part of their summary. There are no chemical or physical methods known which can account for the totality of the image. 
nor can any combination of physical, chemical, biological, or medical circumstances explain the image adequately. Thus, the answer to the question of how the image was produced or what produced the image remains now, as it has in the past, a mystery. We can conclude for now that the shroud image is that of a real human form of a scourged and crucified man. It's not the product of an artist. The blood stains are composed of hemoglobin and also give a positive test for serum albumin. The image is an ongoing mystery, and until further chemical studies are made, perhaps by this group of scientists or perhaps by some scientist in the future, the problem remains unsolved. So these are, these are the experts. These are the leading people in their fields, and they can't figure it out. They have no idea how the, the image that's on and in the shroud of Turin got there. There was another study done a few years after that by a scientist uh, named Paulo de Lazaro. His team spent five years trying to recreate a similar image. They couldn't do it. Uh, they had some small successes, but they were never, never able to replicate an image as detailed or as large as the one on the Shroud of Turin. And he, he concluded by saying, if the most advanced technologies available in the 21st century could not produce a facsimile of the Shroud image, how could it have been executed by a medieval forger? For believers, the radiation thesis suggests that a divine light in the tomb might have seared the crucified form of Jesus on the crowd, onto the shroud. One could look at the hypotheses outside the realm of science. A sort of miracle, says de Lazaro, but a miracle cannot be investigated by scientific method. So, obviously, there's always going to be people that, that, that don't accept the shroud. That's fine. There's no way to prove it, as, as, as these scientists have said one way or the other. But the evidence points to a mystery beyond anything that anybody can explain. And, you know, if it is the actual Shroud of Turin, what Christians believe is that at the moment the power of God came into Jesus' dead body and raised him from the dead and changed him um, to never die again, that was the moment the image of the crucified man, our Lord Jesus, was seared forever into this cloth. Is it real? It's a real cloth. It's got the real image of a man on it, and the scientist can't explain it. The, the last scientist we quoted said, hmm, it's kind of like a miracle. <laughs> well, miracles are in God's realm, not scientist's realm. So I encourage you take a look. Take a look at the evidence if it interests you. Um, you know, I'll I'll post a couple of links on the show notes at davidspell.com, and you can uh, can can take a look for yourself at some of the the information that I pulled. Um, and just to let you know, this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book Reflections on the Resurrection, and this is uh, one of the last chapters in the book. We actually went into detail, a bit of detail, and studied the the shroud and looked at some of the evidence. And so I'll put some of those links. But uh, feel free to click on that link and check out Reflections on the Resurrection. I know you'll enjoy it. And I'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the Shroud of, of, Shroud of Turin? Real? Forgery? What do you think? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave a question or comment, 
in the comments section for today's post and let me know what you think. Well, friends, until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion and have a great week.